Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 147 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that fella over there is Andy, a.k.a. Treyguard. Treyguard? I don't get that one. <laughs> Should I get that one? Do, 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 do. Do, do. <laughs> Stop me when you get it. Do, 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 it's a nightmare. Do, do. Yeah, it's the dude from Nightmare. <laughs> Is that the dude from Nightmare? Oh, what, the uh, like the guide fella? Enter, stranger. Somebody mentioned um, Nightmare on our Fighting Fantasy stream on Saturday. They said, like, it's a really bad episode of Nightmare. Said, <laughs> <laughs> so this book is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my word, wasn't it, Just? It was, yeah, that was a rough one. Folks, we can wave anybody interested in dipping their toe into fighting fantasy off the trial of champions. It's horrific. It's horrible. It's the most brutal, moon logic-driven 50-50. Well, not even 50-50. At one point, I know this is Dice Masters podcast, but I've got to get this off my chest. At one point, it says roll the dice. Uh, roll one to five, turn to whatever page number. Roll the six, turn to the other page number. Turns out one to five was the death, was the like insta-death. Only on a roll of a six would you survive. I'm like, what is that about? It was a hard one. It was a hard one, yeah. I mean, I know there's a desire to make them replayable, but that's a bit of a joke, isn't it? How many times did you do it? Oh. <laughs> no, I think it passed the first page. I know it's outrageous, isn't it? Outrageous. But anyway, circling back round, here we are again to talk about Dice Masters, folks. As always, lots going on. As, well, not as always. As of late, lots going on. Plenty to talk about. This episode we are calling the Epic Episode. Epic. <laughs> uh, because we have a, uh, a specific theme in the featured segments on the subject of Epic sure you can guess where we're going with that, that we're going to be talking about. But before we get into that good stuff, I'll ask you, my man, what have you been up to since last time we recorded? Ooh, uh, well, we have had a game, haven't we? Mmm. Which was nice, getting some Secret War stuff out. Um, yep. Yep, you had a very well-thought-out team using different cards from sets, but prioritising the Secret Wars cards. Um, I uh, picked a box at random and uh, used the cards from that. Which I quite enjoyed, because even though I lost, uh, it was just a random pick of, of new stuff uh, to play around with, to work out what worked, what didn't work, what was good, what was bad. So, um, yeah, it was fun. Well, we've, we've talked about that before, haven't we, when a new set comes out, that one of the best ways to learn the cards and get to know what's in it is just to shuffle them. <laughs> You know, pick some stuff at random, just just go for it. Although, funnily enough, on, on one of the videos where I talk about that as an idea, someone popped in the comments saying, no, nah, I don't agree with that. I think that would be more confusing. So, you know, mm. horses for courses on that front. No, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you uh, constructed an actual team for tonight? Nah. For later? No. <laughs> right, okay. Well, I have. <laughs> Good know. Right. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, Comics Mike will turn up early enough to pick from one to seven. Uh, are, are you just going to do a random pack again? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Pressure's on you, mate. If I lose, well, I'll just pick random cards. If I win, oof. 
Oof, how much time do you put into putting that team together? Oof. <laughs> right, I see. We're getting insight into the mind of Andy England there, folks, and the uh, um, the approach. Yeah, I don't know. This but this one's a strong team. Might be a short stream later. <laughs> well, I think it might be strong. I think it's got potential. Well, how exciting. We'll wait and see. Well, there we go. Yeah, see absolutely. Stars align. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Anything else? I was just trying to, think, I was trying to remember what was in the team. Uh, well, Jimmy Wu was the biggest pain in my backside through well, the course they, yeah. of the game. I mean, that was the, the that's, yeah, sorry, it's coming back to me now. That was the, uh, um, the lesson from from the the game was that the unco- no the common it's common two costs Jimmy Woo that can't be targeted is a beast because so much stuff within set is targeting your characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, absolutely. Although the, my specific team was seeking to target your characters for a, a precise reason for my own win condition, uh, you know, which I'll talk about in a second. But yeah, he was just he just sat there all game being a pain in my backside untargetable for me to be able to do what I was trying to do I was like ah oh, Jimmy Woo you're so annoying man <laughs> <laughs> it was um, yeah that's the one that stood out to me seems to remember yeah. a Molecule Man in the mix and a Wolverine there somewhere as well yeah they're the, the deadly so the Wolverine although his stats are poopy um, in the uh, the Secret Wars set uh, he's got Deadly, isn't it? The, the Molecule Man had Deadly. The Molecule Man was, I think, the uh, the better choice because he was uh, energy. He's a yes, one less to buy, uh, and uh, stats were relatively similar, a little bit less. Uh, but with that Deadly, as you quite rightly put, who cares? Yeah, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> who cares? What? Who cares about the Deadly? No, no. Who cares about what their stats are when they're Deadly? Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah. It doesn't have an impact at all, particularly. Well, I suppose it depends what you're trying to do. Obviously, if you're trying to kill your opponent with their stats, then that's a different story, but the deadly... Yeah, Oh, definitely. that would, yeah, it's all coming back to me now. I blanked it out of my brain. Um, yeah. So that was fun. I did. I enjoyed that game. Other stuff I've been up to, I've been painting away, um, getting my uh, a Song of Ice and Fire miniatures done. I've, I've finished off my halberders, or halberdiers, or halberdabers, however you want to say it. How but how but how yeah how 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 beards isn't I it? I think how birdies how bird I don't know spearmen <laughs> with an axe on the end uh, <laughs> they're done I finished off uh, the mountain Gregor Clegane he's done and I'm working on his his kind of his mob his his bodyguards not that he needs it. Uh, at the moment, so they're all underway, looking very shiny and swordy. So that's fun. I haven't played another game online since we last spoke. We've been trying to meet up um, on the, on the Steam to play that. So I'm sure, we'll do by next time. Anything else? Anything else? I think that's about it, really. That's okay. <laughs> that's about it. Fair play. Fair enough. Then I'll I'll jump in and talk about yeah, the yeah. team that I that I made. Then shall I? Let's talk about that. Epic so it, basic action team. I was, I was about to say it's quite on topic for for today's episode. So I took a closer look at the oh, which one is it? The Cosmic it's Cube. The Cosmic Cube, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the one that switches life totals with your opponent. Um, so the game text reads: switch life totals with your opponent. I've just said that. I don't know why I said it again. Uh, so I just loaded up what my do you team think? with switch your life totals. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. It's uh, the game set says switch life totals with your opponent. So what does that mean? Uh, so what it means is you know like the life total that your opponent's got. Yeah. You, you switch with them. Oh, that that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really interesting team. It was a very relaxed team to play because the intent with the card was to have you damage me, and I had a few means of forcing that to happen or ways of taking my own life down. So I had the force attack global, which is on uh, Mister Fantastic, to force your dice to attack, which is why Jimmy Wu was doing me head in because I was trying to force Andy's characters folks to come and give me a thump so that I'd bring the life total down and then slam a cosmic cube out and do a last-minute switcheroo. And Jimmy was like, nah, mate, you can't target me with that global. <laughs> I'm like, okay, god damn it. Field your Wolverine. <laughs> and then you never rolled the Wolverine. <laughs> no. So there was that going on. But I had some other bits and bobs, like the uh, poison ivy that generates... Uh, plant tokens, and then when the plant tokens get KO'd, you can do yourself a damage. Lose, well, you can target a player to lose a life. And so I was targeting myself. And then, what was it? How else was I doing it? I've forgotten. I had a quite a big pile of cards that I was testing out. Um, and I'm having a bit of a brain blank all of a sudden. God, well, it was only a week ago. Well, we check out the YouTube channel. I'm about to say, dude, we're getting old. Can't yeah. remember what we did. Can't remember what we did last Wednesday. <laughs> remember what i did this morning uh, it's problematic isn't it oh i know what it was i know what it was it was um uh water portal lady uh blink oh yeah so she stopped me from doing stuff stopped me from doing globals yeah, that's right yeah so once once a turn you can pay a mask and a life to cancel uh your opponent using uh, your opponent's use of a global so whenever andy you know, tried to dart Phoenix or tried to use the Mr. Fantastic on me to force my characters to attack. I was cancelling it with Blink. So it doesn't sound a lot, one, but turn after turn, it soon starts to add up. Then with a few other bits going on, a few force attacks. I put that Loki on there as well. That's from Infinity Gauntlet where he's a six cost. And when you field him, um, you can spin down two opponents' characters. But if their purchase cost is over six, I think it is off the top of my head, then you have to lose three life, which in the world of Cosmic Cubes is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it on. Um, then a couple of globals, like the Thor global and the Dark Phoenix global to get the Cosmic Cube bought up nice and cheap. Blink was important because she was my four cost as well to yeah. to meet that epic basic action criteria, which we'll get into in a minute because this is the epic episode. And then I put the Jane Foster that gains life in the with a couple of Thor core characters. So I had, is it Thor core characters? Thor core characters are characters with Thor in the name, I think, because I had the Thor anyway already for the global. And then I think I just chucked a cheap two-cost storm in there or something, didn't I? As a, as a backup, as a contingency, so if it went pear-shaped, <laughs> then I had a means of bringing my own life back up was what I was thinking there. But I didn't, I didn't particularly need it because it was just it was lovely and relaxed. I was just able to sit back and go, oh, you've used the global. I'll use my once per turn blink cancellation, please. Lose a life. And then your go. Force that molecule man to attack, please. I'll take the damage. Cheers. And just dead chilled, just waiting for my moment to buy my cosmic cube and put it out. It was kind of weird. It was, but your timing was spot on with it. You could have oh, easily mucked that up. But you got it just right, out of the right time. 
to uh, to to flip the flip the life totals and then just run through for the remainder. Yeah, so that that was yeah, that was the key thing with it all was that making sure I just had a handful of characters that were ready to do the push to finish you off. Because um, I think I did the life switch maybe when you were on about five or six left. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it was about six, uh, I think. Yeah, but I needed to make sure that I'd done enough force attacking um, and shenanigans to make sure that you didn't have enough left over in the field to um, block for that final push. Although going from six to, I think it, I was, you were on maybe uh, like 16, 18, something like that, because you squeezed a few force yeah. attacks through, didn't you? Um meant that when I did the switch, it wasn't a full 20, but still a big enough, you know, pendulum to make a difference. So, yeah, fun, fun. It was, uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't think it's competitive by any stretch of the imagination, but it's something to brew around, it's something to get some cards that you don't often use, you know, the ones that say lose life. I'm obviously now going to go away and take a look at how I might integrate that into the legendary Kabish team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very unnerving where you're like, hit me again. <laughs> come on, hit me again. Yeah, yeah, it's come very on. very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Attack me. The, the risk with it, of course, is that being a basic action, your opponent can buy it as well. So you have yeah. to kind of rely on the... You have to kind of rely on the fact that the tools you've got, like the Blink, like the Poison Ivy, like the Loki. And there's loads of other stuff. I was looking at uh, Ronan, the Accuser, the one that uh, makes you lose life when he's fielded. And there's a Mr. Sinister, um, where you lose life when you field him if there's not a sidekick or something like that. I can't remember. I've not got them up on the team builder. So um, go away. Type the, just type the word life into the text filter on the team builder. You'll get loads of options. Um, so you have to just hope that those tools that you put on your team are enough that you can outpace your opponent if they do buy the Cosmic Cube. So, yeah, switch life for me if you want. <laughs> I've got myself down to two. <laughs> Very, it's, yeah, an odd one. Good though. Yeah, yeah, and it gave the game a, a nice, a nice pace for me. I was just dead chilled and like, yeah, if you want to tie, you tie. Bring it on. You know what I mean? Uh, what else you been uh, up to then? Uh, so the role for the North tournament took place the other Saturday, uh, Saturday or two ago, last Saturday or the Saturday before. Can't uh, maybe the Saturday before. Anyway, it, 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 between also putting episodes out. Um, so I went and hung out on a couple of the streams. Um, I was I was out, but then when I got back, I jumped on, took a look at a couple of the streams, and then I've kind of caught up with some of the videos and stuff. So go and take a look at those guys. It's really <laughs> just a, such a wacky kind of uh, this limited wish style format that they put together where you could pull in this sideboard of crazy cards and use them. Was just looked balmy. <laughs> Loads of really janky stuff going on which gave me a chuckle while I was watching it I had to uh, type in the chat a few times Jordan was commentating on DM North and say well hang on what? <laughs> just catch me up I went and made a cup of tea when I come back things are looking very different um, so yeah it looked like a lot of fun I'd recommend you go check out the vids um, on the, the various channels that have got games recorded but uh, congratulations to uh, Rincevant Claymont our friend Claymont uh, for taking the title at the role for the North uh, awesome bragging rights there but yeah it looked like some really fun wacky teams going on so that was nice just to stay on top of that uh, and then UK Games I suppose creeping up so I've been making my preparations yeah it is getting closer and closer get your tickets bought people 
Absolutely, yeah. So you'll find the details on BritRoller6.com or you can go straight to the UK Games Expo website uh, and find it in the events section there. Yeah, it's on the Saturday afternoon, uh, the 3rd of June. We're doing a constructed event. It's uh, the what, what we've called Lockdown Modern. So we're going with what was modern legal at the time we were all in lockdown, which is the 2020 point so it starts with the avengers infinity campaign box but going all the way up to secret wars i think there's going to be some nasty face beating in that one actually the more i look at the cards and think about i was going to put a team together so that if i if i was needed to keep the numbers even i could jump in and play uh, i don't like to when i'm to in an event but i also don't like people having buys so i started working on a bit of a team and thought oh even with that handful of bands we put in place there's some <laughs> nasty ass stuff in there coming so be prepared folks i think that one might be a bit thumpy get your thump on yeah yeah absolutely but i've been making pricing arrangements so as usual yep as usual like to get some nice fun interesting prize stuff together got some uh, some custom stuff that's in the works that should hopefully arrive soon and uh, the minute it does i'll get photos and stuff out there so people can see what's going in the prize pool um it's just taking a while for the stuff to arrive in the post and whatever you know it's custom made stuff so when that does arrive i'll get the photos out there but trust me i've got some good prizes lined up and you know making sure i'm on top of my emails from richard over at the uk games expo and stuff so getting all the prep in place for that lining my ducks up and then i've been making some vids getting some vids together Ooh, <laughs> i'm only laughing because the excitement is probably outweighed by the answer to this next question. Have you watched any of them? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I did another WTF video. I know they're popular, the little ones where I have a moan and a ramp. I'm talking about characters that don't have any cards in the game yet that I think should. Looking at some Secret Wars combos. Uh, I've recorded my set review. Uh, I do a set review for new releases, and that sh- should hopefully be edited and out by the time this goes live on Monday. Although it's a bit of a big edit, so that's taking time. So yeah, I've been putting some putting some videos down for the YouTube channel. As if anyone's interested, that's uh, youtube.com forward slash Ministry of Dice. Yeah, it is. Check it out. It's good. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a few that I've recorded and put in the pipeline, and I did a little uh, short, which was like a, an intro to the Origin packs. Ooh. Oh, that yep. will go viral, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's gone wild. The numbers on it are incredible. Amazing. Are you get your disc yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just waiting for me gold YouTube symbol to come yeah. in the post. <laughs> any day now, mate, any day. <laughs> Amazing. It's all just a matter of time. Mod Extra Games and Collectibles will do it before the Ministry of Dice does. Do I think Thrilling, Fan- Thrilling Fantasy 12. Adventure will probably... Sorry? So you get a disc for 12 <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> no, but you do for 20, so there's always... <laughs> oh, happy days. There's always hope, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots of new videos on the channel. So yeah, I'll be keeping busy, keeping busy, keeping my hand in. And then just the usual stuff, just brewing around with teams, experimenting, still trading, trading away um, to get that my Secret World set as complete as possible. I'm selling oh, some stuff know. as well at the minute, actually can't be asked for trading <laughs> it's, it's all spreadsheets and like yeah on. troy on the discard 
on the Discord has put a, a bot together that does it where you have to upload a sheet. It's all, you have to have specific columns and things. And I'm, I'm watching folks typing in their commands or doing things or asking questions like, okay, that's that's reached a point of complexity where this innovation's <laughs> not not ready for me to engage with yet. <laughs> this is like me sticking with my Nokia 3310 for too long. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean too long? It's got a snake. <laughs> it has got a snake. I actually downloaded the snake app on my iPhone. I miss snake Did that you? much. Yeah. Nice. It's harder though. It's harder on the phone without the actual buttons. Even though it's it's got like a, yeah. a, a Nokia emulator on the screen that tactile feeling of pressing your you know your one yeah yeah what is it one four six and eight isn't the same so without that sort of physical feedback it's way hard you know when your your ball's right next to the wall yeah yeah Yeah, up down up down up down yeah really difficult to do just that last minute before it hits the wall way harder than it used to be either that or my reflexes have diminished which is obviously not the case because i'm a ninja but um it could so it be, must mate. it must be the it iphone be. <laughs> no doubtful that's doubtful i've got ninja reflexes yeah right. i'm painting these models i'm sure 20 years ago and i was painting models so i wasn't squinting <laughs> <laughs> trembling you're watching the brush shake in front of your face <laughs> it's more the eyes mate like eyes like I can't, I can't see the detail. I <laughs> get my glasses out and then I'm like, I still can't see it. I'm going to have to get like some proper Mr. Magoo style glasses for doing it because, yeah, my eyesight is definitely not what it was. <laughs> You'll have to get, there's a guy whose YouTube channel I watch, uh, a painter called, uh, what's he called? Eons of Battle. And he has um, like a Doc Brown helmet thing with... <laughs> <laughs> with these, <laughs> with these uh, like slide down magnifiers, you know, like these massive glasses that always makes me chuckle when I see him wearing that. I always thought I, I keep meaning to post in the comments. He should paint it up to look like a space marine helmet, shouldn't he? He should. That yeah. would make sense. That's a great idea. I've just had there. I patent that. Yeah, let's not. Let's keep it. And then if if the day comes where you do start. Uh, filming yourself doing the painting we can we'll get you one we'll get you a magnifying helmet <laughs> and oh. get it painted up like a like a cadian imperial guard or something i don't feel that i'll be any 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 good against someone called eons of war eons of battle what? eons of even worse eons of battle how am i supposed to get andy <laughs> <laughs> how's that supposed to compare uh, the name doesn't matter, mate. The name does not matter. You could call your YouTube channel Bobbin's Show and you'd be all right. In fact, maybe we should start a YouTube channel called Bobbin's Show. Bobbin's Show? <laughs> Bobbin's Show. <laughs> what would we do on that? I don't know. Just nothing. Nothing. Crap. Whatever. <laughs> whatever random rubbish comes to mind. <laughs> Sounds like Mod Extra. <laughs> <laughs> right so it's a rebrand we're talking about a rebrand a then re-brand. aren't we <laughs> just chatting every uh first mu- uh, saturday of the month <laughs> if you're interested yeah uh, where were we anyway sorry that was a big cul-de-sac of a tangent wasn't it what were we talking about you were doing some videos oh yeah, yeah so i've done stuff. the videos <laughs> good work well and that's about that's it that's it i'm done that's all my uh, nothing else outside of that uh, we did our fight in fantasy yes we, we did talked about that though, don't we really 
Yeah, we yeah we kind of touched on that. Right, let's uh, let's circle this back round to Dice Masters then, folks, uh, and let's talk about our featured segments this week. So, as we mentioned before, today is the epic episode. Oh, missed it. You missed it. Well, yeah. Well, I'll do the sound effects with that one, so I keep leaving a space to put it in, and you keep filling it. (laughs) I keep thought you were leaving space for me to say it. Well, no. Well, you could. We could do it that way if you would prefer. No, no, no. That's fine. Do the the good one. Oh well, we'll, you've got a choice now. Yeah, I'll pluck one any one of those out. (laughs) (laughs) and that of course means that we're planning on talking about the brand new card type the epic basic actions that have come along with the new secret wars expansion so uh two segments one segment just to talk about what they are why they're epic you know and the i suppose the i don't know just explain the epicness of them uh and then the second segment we're going to talk about the game texts and just sort of have a very open organic conversation around combo ideas or just see what what sparks um with a view to opening that up to you the dear listener to contribute for next time round. so uh, should we get into it my man let's do it all right on to the first segment then yes okay then welcome back folks and it's time to talk about epic basic actions because this is the epic episode so uh, I'm, I'm going to have some level of assumption that folks out there are already relatively knowledgeable or hands-on. But if you if you if you are new to the game, then uh, Epic Basic Actions haven't been around up until this point. The Secret Wars set is the first set to include this new card type. In the first instance, they're basic actions by nature, so they they go in the communal basic action slots on a team. You know, you can only have two. You know, all that all that kind of stuff is in place, but there's some additional rules that have been applied to them. Uh, are you going to read the little blurb, or shall I? Oh, let me do it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, epic basic action. Epic basic actions and their effects cannot be copied. You can only use or purchase one epic basic action per turn. After using an epic basic action, return it to its card. You can't purchase an epic basic action unless you have an active character with purchase cost of four or greater. Yeah, so quite a lot of caveats and small print there attached to epic yeah. basic actions. But the, the, I suppose the why is there so much, you know, <laughs> rulesy jargon attached to them? It's because they're epic. And uh, that's quite themey. That's quite a themey sort of step that kids have taken because the the six that have been released in the secret wars sets are what you would describe as kind of legendary mythical artifacts items weapons from the you know the comic book source material um that they draw inspiration from so they're epic in that sense and it's quite themey that you know you can only use or buy one because they're unique items you know unique artifacts uh, that exist in in the storylines. They're powerful. They're, they're like super, like cosmic, powerful stuff. So um, you've got to have a, a beefy character with the strength to wield them in your field. So it all kind of makes sense from a themey point of view. Yeah, I think the game game effects are pretty epic too. But we'll get to those in a minute. So the, there's six in total. Can, can you name them off the top of your head? Yeah. Can um, you though, or have you got your psychic app open? <laughs> maybe. Go on, give it a go then. Give it a go, see if you can name off the top of your head. All right. I've, we know the Infinity Gauntlet is there. Yeah. The most epic of epic items. <laughs> and you've got the Cosmic Cube, because we spoke about that earlier. 
Yep. And then there's four more. There's a, a gym of <laughs> a, 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 a red, like crimson gem of. <laughs> oh, <don't know. laughs> is that a bleeper? Do I bleep that one? I don't know if I bleep that one. <laughs> is that not a, like? I mean, it's a biological term. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might believe it though, just in case Flint's listening, um, <laughs> or, uh, hey. or or Mike's son, or something, or Troy's kids. Um, the, the Crimson Gem of Citarac. I think that's how it's pronounced. I've only ever seen it written, you know, in the comic books. Um, there's a winter one, Ring of Winter, Casket of Ancient Winters. Okay, cool. All right, and uh, there's the book. Yeah. The Darkhold. Uh, I was going to say the Grimoire or Grimhold or something like that. Yeah, That's well, I can see what it. The Grimhold. It's probably not from Marvel. It's probably from uh, Grim. Else. Is it the Grimoire? Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. Grimoire, maybe? I mean, yeah, I can't remember the last one. Uh, the Siege Perilous. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, these are these are all like massive sort of Marvel comic book things uh, and some of them are quite interesting because they've appeared in like the, like the marvel cinematic universe but they've changed them in some instances across across they've them. changed them yeah so uh like in in the mcu the cosmic cube is yeah. the tesseract which then s- turns out to be the container for one of the gems the blue gem what was that like the mind stone or something yeah it's the um, it ends up in um thingy's head doesn't it it's uh, vision is that right uh, I is it the one that ends up in vision's head i can't remember oh, um but yeah it's it's like a it's like the cosmic cube storyline and existence is rolled into the infinity gems yeah bigger plot arc but in the comic books the cosmic cube is just this this kind of mythical artifact in its own right in fact people make them there's 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 like a, a recipe to create cosmic cubes so they crop up all the time in the comic books and uh, the power is much the same it's still all about like reality warping controlling energy and stuff but uh yeah it has its own existence and pathway in the comic books that's not tied to the the infinity gems and in fact there's a walking talking living cosmic cube in the marvel comics and the character's called i think he's called like cubit or something cubic spelled with a k <laughs> and, he, and it's a cosmic cube that just decided it's going to be a person now you know what i mean okay. so cosmic cubes are, are really wacky but the game the game effect is thematically reflective of what of its reality reality warping powers because that's the one that switches life totals with your opponent so it changes your reality doesn't it in a way if you get what i mean it does it's the most yeah. expensive as well isn't it uh yes it's the six cost one yeah 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 uh but the like the infinity gauntlet in the mcu is different too because um well it's not different the infinity gauntlet the the core concept this idea that there's this gauntlet that has um that can be worn that can contain the infinity gems to wield the, the power of the infinity gems is the same and the whole snap and eliminating half the universe is the same but thanos's motivation is different in the comic books because thanos in the comics was dating death who we all know now from marvel snap we do indeed 12 cost uh 12 energy 12 power even (laughs) yeah absolutely so he's dating death and he's trying to impress her uh he's trying to impress her uh as the you know the the uh person of the manifestation of the the death personified kind of character that that it is in the comic books and so he goes for the infinity gens and goes to eliminate half the universe to basically impress his girlfriend (laughs) that's the (laughs) 
That's the storyline behind it. I can kind of see why they changed that one to something a little with a little bit more import <laughs> and dramatic yeah. weight to it. You know what I mean? So yeah, they've changed that one around for the MCU. And the Darkhold has appeared loads in the MCU as well because uh, it was in Agents of Shield. It, you know the the whole uh, Ghost Ridery stuff and that robot that became a living being. I can't. I, you, you watched it more closely. Oh, than yeah, I, did. I watched all of it. I, um, I remember. And the it. Scottish it, fella. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Is, is it? Is it a book? Yeah, so it's a book. Well, so in in the comic book law, it, it's it's the dark old. It's called the Book of Sins, and it's uh, this this kind of uh, ancient sort of Cthulhu esque uh, evil god called Cthon stores all his evil spells and all his evil experiments and stuff and writes them on human flesh that's turned into a book, nice. um, and that and that's the dark old. And then he gets banished or whatever or. Uh, defeated by some clever wizard or something. I can't remember what happened there. But it, it's it's often been tied to characters like Agatha Harkness and the Scarlet Witch, which is where the the Darkhold's second appearance in the MCU was actually, in WandaVision. I'm pretty sure right now the Darkhold is inside the Scarlet Witch, like she's absorbed all its magical energy and she's got it in her or something. Oh, okay. There's something that's happened around that. Yeah. Uh, but that was in the MCU too. And I think the Casket of Ancient Winters has turned up. So that's kind of a Thory type thing. That's in the sort of Asgardian Thor type mythology. The Casket of Ancient Winters is a, you know, the frost giant folks. Um, yeah. It's it's one of their mythical items and you open it and it creates a winter. Basically a massive snowstorm in terms <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's called the casket of ancient winters, but I'm I'm certain it's to. It, I've got a f- feeling it's turned up very epic. Well, I mean, it, it's not just winter; it's an ancient winter. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's created magically, so it's pretty pretty epic. <laughs> the box of magic snow. Yeah, it's not just a bit of frost in you know January. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's been in the MCU as well. I've got didn't um Loki freeze something or open it and freeze something at some point or do something with it in one of the Thor movies. Oh, when I he can't goes remember, but then they were quite bad movies. Yeah, I can't remember. He goes down into Odin's basement, doesn't he? And he gathers some stuff and I've got a feeling he opens it up and create freezes the uh what's he called? The Bifrost, the magic bridge or something. Or maybe I've just made that up in my head. Let me know, folks. People love pointing out when I've when I'm I've got this stuff wrong, so let, <laughs> let me know because my memory's really hazy on the Thory stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that's a casket of ancient winters. The Crimson Gem of Sitarat, that's not appeared in the MCU. But that, that yeah. is a, an epic item. That's another ancient cosmic god being type thing from another dimension uh, called Sitarak. And Sitarak's uh, turned up on like uh, caveman earth and was worshipped by cavemen. Uh, and then he got banished as well because of another like crazy powerful wizard turned up to get rid of him or, or whatever oh, uh but he but he left the wizards yeah yeah they're handy they're handy to have around man <laughs> and uh he he left a gem behind which would uh, create a, a, a like an avatar representative on earth for him um all the time and the crimson gem of sitter that's juggernaut so the crimson gem of sitterak is what created juggernaut turned kane marco into the juggernaut Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so it's what gave the juggernaut his, you know, his almighty powers and everything. Oh, so juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. Well, so in the film, in the X Men movie, they make him a mutant. Yeah, I always but, thought he was a mutant. Yeah, but he's not. He's not actually a mutant. In the comic book lore, his powers are mystical. 
they're magical in nature because they've come from the gem. He's been imbued with this power to be the the chaotic. You know, the, the, he's there to create anarchy, to create chaos. That's what Sitarak's all about. He's all about what not if he starts running, he doesn't never stops. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's how he creates his chaos, <laughs> by knocking down walls. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bland. The gem of bland. The gem of bland. It's all right. I mean, the game effect, uh, each player chooses a number of character dice in their field zone equal to the number of character dice controlled by the player who controls the fewest yeah, and moves the rest to their bag. <laughs> Players bit. do the same for dice in their prep area and reserve pool. It just levels the playing field, although I'm not sure thematically how that one connects. I like, I can see how... Text is that? That's like... That's one, two, three, four, five, six. So, folks... Yeah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> this, so what happened? We were... <laughs> a little bit about how the sausage was made. When we were organising our, our segments, we were looking at doing a five lines of text segment, regular... Listeners will know that we've, we've got a running theme around Andy's dislike of cards with too much game text on them. So we we're going to do a five lines of text one. This set, yeah, when it came along and we looked at all the cards, doesn't actually have that many cards with more than three or four lines of text. Most of them are actually quite concise <laughs> in terms of the game effects. Yes, the I only might one say my influence is uh, is greater than people think. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, of course. No, there's no doubt it, it is equal to as much as people think because the influence is great. It is, but that Gemma Sitterat was the only one that I could find when I was looking to present to you as your, you know, what do you think of this one for the five lines of text segment, which then led to well, let's talk about the epic basic actions instead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the card that kicked off this segment and now i've come to realize now i'm talking about the comic book background is not as epic or as thematic as the other ones like the dark hold pay x life draw and roll x dice connects to the fact that it you know it diminishes yeah. you it's evil it draws on your life force all that kind of stuff the casket of ancient winters you know kind of creating this this you know ancient winter <laughs> <laughs> let's see it, it kills some disruption people they, isn't it it's like it's a yeah. real big disruption to your opponent because they're like whatever they've got set up has just been like bumped around by three yeah absolutely uh the infinity gauntlet you're re-rolling all the character dice because you know it's the 50 50 shot at the snap in it all that kind of stuff but that gemma citra i can't really see where the thematic connection is there i'm not sure about the siege perilous either about the thematic connection well, tell us about it, and then we'll I will tell you about it. Yeah, I will tell you about it. So, the Siege Perilous is an interesting one because uh, the Siege Perilous is an Arthurian legend. Oh, okay. Um, so that is the proper name for the. I, don't, I think it's the thirteenth chair at the Round Table that remains empty. Did you not? Did you not read your Arthurian legends as a kid? Nah. No. Okay. Well, you know about the Holy Grail, though. You know that that part of the myth. I do. I don't know about the sword in the water. Yeah, the sure. Stone? Is it uh, both? Well, it's both, actually. There's a sword in the stone, and then it's in the lake. Um, <laughs> just, to, there's two, <laughs> just to confuse matters, <laughs> there's a stone, a stone sword and a lake sword. So the Siege Perilous is the 13th chair at the round table that is left empty and reserved for whichever of the knights discovers the Holy Grail. So it's like a, a special reserved space for a knight to take their seat in this, uh, you know, prestigious position at the round table right. uh, for the discovery of the Holy Grail. But what the writers, 
I think it might have been Alan Moore, actually. So it's a Captain Britain thing, because Captain Britain's got all this kind of Arthurian legend rolled into the mythology of the character, the same way as like Thor is you know, Norse mythology that they've kind of repurposed in, in, in comic book space. So it's Captain um, Britain's name Arthur? No, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, Mr. Tree. It's, it's Brian. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Well, that particular Captain Britain, because oh, the yeah. Captain Britain in the Secret Wars is his brother James. <laughs> I feel like we had a rough deal. Norway <laughs> yeah. got four. Yeah, Mer- the Merlin got Steve. and tony (laughs) steve and tony ryan and james heroes uh, market stall owners in eastenders doesn't it (laughs) wait brian wait tony steve (laughs) get his cap tea mate (laughs) Uh, what was i talking about (laughs) i totally lost my train of thought chair Oh, the thing is, yeah, so that's the Siege Perilous, but then they've, uh, uh, Alan Moore and then subsequently Chris Claremont sort of rolled it into the Captain Britain and the the, the X-Men-y type stuff because uh, those those two sort of character spaces are closely aligned in the comics. And uh, Merlin exists as a character. You know, there's like a version of Merlin in the comic books that's related to... Um, okay. Related Merlin. to that. Yeah. So they, they sort of rewrote the Arthurian legend and had King Arthur step through the Siege Palace. It's a portal, is what it is, basically. Get according to the chase, because I'll end up doing one of those cool story bro moments. It's a portal and you step through the portal and Arthur stepped through it and found a space of rest and uh revitalization. But later on it was retconned and it was a portal that when you step through it, it gives you a second life, but it it judges your life up to that point and the second life you get is the life that you deserve so there's a whole x-men storyline where they, they all step through it and some of them get these these blessed lives because they've you know they deserve a better life than they've got in the world of mutant persecution and stuff but some of them step through it and ended up with really bobbins lives because they hadn't lived up to their potential and stuff yeah. So the picture on the card looks like a mirror, but it's actually like a big gem, like a mounted gem. That you can you walk know. through. Yeah. So that one is game set says each player rolls a die from their prep area and their use pile. And each player may immediately field all of these character dice for free. So it's sort of in the themey ball part, but not quite. It's like the end of Endgame. What, where they go back in time and rejig things around? The bit when it's like and then they all start appearing through portals. Uh, yeah, well, that's a Doctor Strange teleportation thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, but that's the the the, uh, the game effect is as if you're calling on all your team, and they, you know, anything in the uh, yeah, yeah. news pile, you can, uh, you know, roll them and immediately field them. So it's like yes. they're all rocking up at once. That's the, what in my head the, the the kind of game text is saying about the the story, and not really a, a portal where you can go and have a little nap. Yeah, or get a new life. It's not the kind of new lifey bit, is it? Or a check. Um, yeah, it should involve getting rid of the ones you've already got in the field in a way, shouldn't it? Somehow. Or do some kind of um, uh, suit up. Ooh, ability. yeah, suit up. We've not seen that one much, have we? When did that Last time that was around was Batman. Was it? I thought it was Iron Man and War Machine had the most. That's when they first appeared. Did they have it in Batman? Yeah, definitely had it in Batman because there was... Who was it? I used to suit up in Batman. 
I want to say a Thomas Wayne. Right. That Hang on, I'm just, I'm just getting into the team builder now to look it up. Yeah, Thomas Wayne, Corrupted by Pain, suit up Batman. Was it? Nah. I can't see me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely a rescue that used to be quite a good little suit up with, uh, it was Pepper Potts or herself, wasn't it? She could suit up Pepper Potts yeah. or another rescue. And it was kind of like an energizer effect. When you rolled it, if it landed on energy face, your opponent lost a life at the end of the roll and re-roll step, which was nice. I used to like using that one. So get a two-cost pepper pots in the field, then start suiting up like a maniac. We should sort of clarify how suit up worked, really, shouldn't we? We should. I remember there was a uh, Hulkbuster one, which was disappointing. Yeah, there was. Yeah, and... I was trying to remember what else there was. I can't. I can't remember. I've I've clicked out of the team builder now, but I'll just go to the keywords page to give the official wording on it. So, when you purchase a character die with the suit up keyword, you may KO a character you control whose name matches the one listed in the ability. If you do, you may immediately field the purchase die at level two. For example, if you purchase a character die with suit up Iron Man, you may immediately KO an Iron Man character die to immediately field the purchase character die at level two. Um, so it was a pepper pots, then get the rescue, KO the pepper pots to put the rescue out at level two immediately. I think just attack you with it or KO with it or whatever, just to get it back in circulation to do the kind of the precursor energize effect. Yeah. But you're right. You could do some fun stuff with suit up. That one's kind of died to death, hasn't it? In terms of keywords. Anyway. Anyway. Getting back on track. Yeah, well, I can't. Was there even a track to this segment? That's right. So epic basic actions are, in fact, considered epic in the comic book law. There you go. That was a very long segment just to <laughs> say that, essentially. <laughs> they are... would learn all about them. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Sign of my misspent youth. Admit, I didn't know anything about the uh, uh, the Siege Perilous or the, well, anything that wasn't in the TV shows movies so that's good. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah yeah the siege the siege perilous it was uh a, it, it was a storyline that took place at, at one of the what's considered a, a particularly strong period of writing for for the uh, x-men comic books yeah i really nice that like the game text for the most part kind of matches the the item apart from two where they got bored <laughs> yeah or run out of ideas who knows what happened there <laughs> but but you're absolutely right yeah and that's the point isn't it i suppose that this segment is all about you know just qualifying what an epic basic action is and why they could be considered epic from that point of view but the game effects are also pretty sweepingly balmy in an epic sort of way which yeah. i think is quite nice which leads us neatly into doesn't it just nice segue yeah it leads us neatly into the next segment so let's get talking about those game effects a little bit more right okay so that's epic basic actions and why they're epic with regards to the theme and what they depict and the the item that they represent let's talk a little bit about these game texts then so so should we just take them in order alphabetical uh yeah let's do it what's first all right let's kick off with the casket Casket of Ancient Winters, then. So it's a five cost, and uh, the game text says, your opponent KOs three of their character dice, moves three of three dice from their reserve pool to their bag, and moves three dice from their prep area to their use pile. 
scratching my head there. So uh, I remember when we opened this up on stream, it took us a minute. So they KO three character dice, then they move three from reserve pool to bag. Yeah. Then three from prep area to use pile. Yeah. I can see, I mean, I can't work out exactly um, how effective it would be, but it does sound super disruptive. <laughs> it absolutely be- does. On your turn. So basically, you're knocking out three of their dice, which is always a good thing. Um, so you've got removal. You've got three dice from your reserve, their reserve pool to their bag. So they're going to have this energy that they've kept back for something, be it a force, yeah. attack, um, a distraction global, global, something like that. that that's gone. It's rarity that on your turn, your, your opponent has got more than three dice, assuming could do but i can't remember many times like three dice been kept back so mm. you know that's pretty disruptive as well and then three dice from their prep area to their use pile so that's stuff that you have so already ko'd i'm about to say the three characters that have just been ko'd then would they be they they wouldn't be the three that you move from the prep area to the use pile would they Otherwise, you would just say, it would just say your opponent moves three of their character dice to the use pile, wouldn't it? I suppose it gives you the. I mean, the, the way I'm reading it, yeah. But I suppose if there was um, other dice in the prep area, to so say if I knock out three sidekicks, but you prepped a Thanos, I'll go. Oh, or do who gets to choose? I suppose you do. So you would just do the sidekicks anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose if not- I knocked out Thanos and four sidekicks, you could go, right, well, three sidekicks are going to go to pre- uh, the use pile, but Thanos isn't, or because it's your choice. He's not saying that. Yeah, there's possibly been a, a, a ruling on that. I mean, I've not been keeping up on the on the rule stuff going on, but um, but in the in, in the world of do as much as you can, it doesn't have to be three, does it? So um, KOing three characters is more likely to happen, but if they've only got one energy in the reserve pool, presumably they just move the one energy to their bag. And if they've only got, say, two in the prep area, and they would just move the two, I, I would, yeah. I would, I would assume. But uh, rules lawyers assemble and let me know on that one. Um, yeah, so sorry, it's going to bugger up um, any form of bag management because you're chucking three dice in in the bag. So, so the, the use pile, yes. Good. The, the key, the key thing there, like I was saying with Cosmic Cube earlier, is about whether you've got the tools to be able, because it's a basic action it's available for your opponents to buy and use back at you isn't there so you've got to make sure you're yeah. better prepared for them to play it on you than they are for you to play it on them i'm not sure how you would prepare for that no i suppose it's one of those things once you've played it through a few times you have an idea of how disruptive it is and whether it's worth it um reading it it sounds like it could cause some serious problems but then do you want to hand that to your opponent yeah, I suppose you could have a couple of characters maybe that have when KO'd effects like um, uh, that Harley Quinn. What's the Harley Quinn? The uncommon Harley Quinn. Um, and there's a Mr. Sinister that's got a when KO effect now as well. When Mr. Sinister is KO'd, you may KO an opposing character die of four or less. So I suppose you could have some stuff hanging around that should your opponent buy it and use it on you, you've got a recourse to yeah. to be even further disruptive. Um, but then if your opponent doesn't buy it, how useful are those cards to have on your team, I suppose, is the, is the point of balance there, isn't it? It is. If you're running that Batman team, it would be quite good. 
<laughs> yeah. Please buy this casket of winters I've brought. It'd be nice of you to KO my characters, please. <laughs> so you could, well, you're disrupting their side, and if they do decide to do it to you, you're like, okay, take one damage, take another damage, take another damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unless they KO Batman. But it, it's, it, it, the way I'm reading it is that the opponent KOs three, the character dice. So it would be your opponent, well, the, the person who's KOing it gets to choose which ones. Your opponent KOs three of their character dice. Yeah, right, okay. Need to make sure yeah. he's got four dice. Yeah. Well, for that Batman to be effective, you, need, you only need sidekicks, don't you? It doesn't need to be Yeah. much more than that. Yeah, interesting one. Interesting. Okay, well, uh, the, the floor is open, folks, for ideas. As always, we like to um, see what you've got so any thoughts anything brewing around the casket of ancient winters then drop us a line head on over to our discord um give us a shout or send me a pm with some thoughts and we'll revisit this next episode uh, do we need to talk about cosmic cube i've already kind of touched on that one uh yeah if if yeah check out the intro for more on that one <laughs> yeah so we're going to jump to the crimson gem of citarat so this is the one where you reduce the fields down to the matching size of whoever's got the least amount of characters. Each player chooses the number of character dice in their field zone equal to the number of character dice controlled by the player who controls the fewest and moves the rest of their bag. Players are the same for the dice. Oh, um. So Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. It just entirely levels the playing field. So if you... I, I can see a use case for it if you're the individual who's on the back foot. You know, to like if yeah. your opponent's got five nasty characters out, you've only managed to get two together because you've been, I don't know, missing rolls or you know, you, they've cut off your ramp strategy somehow with, I don't know, like a Lilandra or something. You can't use your globals, that kind of thing. Um, then I could see this being handy to have around if you're on the back foot to say, right, well, let's cut you off from filling your field and reduce you down to the same number of characters as me. Yeah, let's kill that big ramp you've had that i haven't had i could i could see it being useful in that instance um yeah i'm thinking of teams where you're trying to get like one big overcrushing hit through so you've got your big nasty with overcrush maybe he's the only thing in your field and you're getting rid of all bar one in your opponent's field and hopefully then do the, the enough to to, to win so is there? There's probably easier way of doing that, though. Than... Yeah, yeah. I think maybe there is an easier way of doing it than that. I'm just sat here wondering if there's any other sort of ways. Yeah, but you're right. Is you're if you're trying to play with a lean team, um, uh, uh, there's quite a bit of stuff I think that is around to encourage people to play wide teams in set. So I wonder if this has got a space in drafting. So. Uh, I'm thinking like that Captain Marvel that gives all your cards plus one, plus one, or all the uh, sidekick stat bumps that are in there, or all the, um, like, going for a wide Fantastic Four team. You'll get your whole unit out and go for a, uh, a uh, like, a Molecule Man unblockable or something. Then I could see why you might want to have the Crimson Gem of Citerat to go, <laughs> no way, are you, get, are you having an army of sidekicks and four or five fantastic four characters always stat buffs that i'm gonna have to pay to block let's let's level that out um or, or not a chance i'm getting smacked by a load of 
buffed up sidekicks because you've got a magic and a invisible woman and a Captain Marvel out in the field. Nah, so I could I could maybe see in a draft as an insurance policy you might go for it. Yeah, it's only four. Yeah, so it's cheaper side of them. So with Thor Global, that's what a bolt and a two. Yeah, a massive stretch. Although once you've used it on this, you'd have to have a four cost obviously in the field. So once you used it, you're having to buy it again. If you want to do it again, so it's going to be your end game maneuver to try and get through all the damage. Yeah, like you say, so you need a, a big, a big hitter that can, or get yourself wider in the in your subsequent turn. But then you're going to have to knock out the stuff. Yeah, I can't see the timing on that's funny, isn't it? Because you use it in your go, then your opponent's got a whole other turn to get back up to fighting strength or as close as they can to their fighting strength. Yeah, you can't use it before you field your characters because I'm assuming that your opponent's reserve pool is probably going to be less than yours, so you're going to start losing dice that way. Each player chooses. You can't field it before you. Well, I suppose you could, yeah, because what you do is you fire off the basic action, like have one sidekick in the field, fire off the basic action, bring your opponent's field down to one character, and then field the stuff. No, because then it does the same for dice in your prep area and your reserve pool. And reserve pool, yeah. And they'll have nothing in their reserve pool, will they? No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't carry on to read the set. Seconds. Like if second they had loads there. of dice left over, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Curious that one. All right. Okay. Uh, so uh, once again, folks, send your thoughts in. Uh, let's talk about the dark hold. Now, this one we've been thinking about for actual podcast. This one on it. Yeah, that's right. So when we interviewed uh, Jimmy some time ago now, um, I think it was back in like 2021 uh, that he uh, tipped the wink around this game set. So he came along with a few. He didn't tell us the card name or um, he hinted at the the new card type, but he didn't give us the full details of the epic basic actions. Um, but this was the game text that he told us. He said, uh, pay, pay X life, draw a roll X dice. Um, and I, I think there's something in this one. There's really something in this one. Bagburn to the extreme. Yeah, just like, if you've just bought something really intensely powerful that could swing the outcome of the game, then who cares if you pay seven life to draw up your whole bag and use pile to give it a roll that turn? I mean, it's a bit of a Hail Mary. You've got the chance of missing the roll, haven't you? But there's just... Something you know, you can sense there's something about a card, <laughs> but you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah, I'll pay as much as I can to get all my dice. Bosh, Let's yeah, play. it's a proper all in move that appeals to me. <laughs> that really appeals to me. I will pay 19 life to draw all these 19 dice, <laughs> <laughs> and let's just go for it this turn. Imagine what you could do with that. That's uh, if if anyone could orchestrate that, then do it and let me know. Film it. I'd love to see someone get themselves into a situation where they've purchased enough dice that they've got 19 sidekicks and characters and actions or what have you, 19 sitting in their use pile, uh, use pile and bag that they just then draw through with one epic dark hold move. That would... <laughs> That would just be a proper achievement unlock moment for me. <laughs> oh, might try that for the team I play next week. Yeah, there's something there. There's something there. But even, 
even in the uh, the smaller chipaways, like if you say, right, well, I'll take four life to draw and roll four dice, that can still be a hugely impactful moment to swing the, you know, your board, give you stuff to increase your board state, to swing the balance of the game if it's, I don't know, energize effects or whatever. You know what I mean? It's even a smaller use of that, I think, could be significant. Yeah, I'd have to buy another one. Well, sure. Well, that's the downside of it, of course, isn't it? You're paying five, so it's expensive. And then once you've used it, it has to go back to the card. So it's not like you can rinse and repeat the effect. So if you do only drop three life into it, four life, I say only. Um, But if you you drop a smaller life volume into it to get a smaller roll, and then the turn turns out to be, I don't know, you you took a chance and you ended up getting all the sidekicks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Then, yeah, yeah, but... Weighty investment. Yeah, but there's something there. That'd be good to play with the Cosmic Cube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Da- dark hold yourself in, in 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 the first turn. Hope hope desperately that your opponent can't kill you <laughs> in their yeah, turn. And then cosmic cube the turn after. Yeah. Well you could definitely well you can't use and buy in the same turn, can you? You can't use and buy on the same turn. I'm looking at the card. You can only use or purchase one epic base. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're gonna, yeah, you can't pay X, draw enough, <laughs> like do yourself all the damage, get enough dice to then buy a cosmic cube. You'd have to do some shenanigans in order to put it in prep. Well, there's there's an action there, isn't there, where you can put. Any dice you rolled into prep? Uh, yeah. Is, is there still? Oh, maybe not. There was Atlantis, I think, wasn't it? That yeah. Was is there another That's way the of doing it now? I can't remember there being another way of doing it now. No. No. Uh, okay, well, there's the Dark Hold. Again, answers on a postcard. What's what's the combo for that one? Uh, next, we have the Infinity Gauntlet. Reroll all character dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talk about all-in Hail Mary moves. That really is the all-in Hail Mary move, isn't it? It is, it is. I'm thinking anything with a token, as many tokens as you possibly can. Tokens count as character dice when they're in the field. Yeah, you can't re-roll them, though. You can't re-roll them. Oh, you're right. The wheels are a-turning. Of course, re-rolls, you know, it's a 50-50 shot. Oh, wow. So Infinity Gauntlet with Master Mold. Here we come. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, that would be gross, wouldn't it? Just Because uh, what would you need? You'd need Master Mold and three of his Sentinel tokens, and then a quick Infinity Gauntlet, and that's that. That's yeah. I mean, your opponent can re-roll all their dice back. It's only half the planet he's getting rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, crazy. <laughs> absolutely crazy is there anything any other use case for that one then i'm just so tokens that's a good shout energize. my token my tokens yeah energize just big old energize move there was a little bit of conversation on the discord the other day about um the captain britain that re-rolls a dice on your turn uh while captain britain is active at the end of your opponent's roll and re-roll step you may re-roll a dice in your reserve pool and it was just a bit of kind of like well is that like the worst card ever or what um, but a few folks like uh, rob pettifor and uh, raw travel ryan and jordo and stuff were, <laughs> we were all just like well no, you could make it work and energize was the answer there like you know 
um, pulling off a Hail Mary Black Widow or a Hail Mary, uh, the super rare rogue that makes a card power zero when she energizes. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm off on the, but yeah, an infinity gauntlet could be crazy. A load of Black Widows. <laughs> just, just spinning stuff down like a, oh, it's, yeah. You re-rolled, yeah. oh, you've got a few of your dice left. Oh, spin them down. <laughs> I've not got anything left my side, but, you know, fun games. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, just playing the, uh, just, just playing the, playing the odds. <laughs> it's like the Dice Masters Casino. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's obviously something more that could be done with that, but I think it possibly is just kind of a, like, how crazy does it get right all right and then this yeah the sixth and final is the siege perilous each player rolls all dice from their prep area and use pile and each player may immediately field all of those character dice for free Hmm. well it's just a question of timing with that then isn't it you just want to bag manage (laughs) (laughs) well i was gonna say you just want to bag manage your way into into a moment where your opponent's prep area and use pile is not as exciting as your prep area and use pile. Yeah. Or buy loads of weenies, get them to fill up on their side. Hellfire Gala, Siege Perilous, everything's fielded. Bosh. Yeah, just a ton of one-cost Harley Quinns and um, interesting, uh, like Wongs or whatever, two-costs, Wongs, your Jimmy Woos. (laughs) Just yeah. fill your use pile up with them and then uh, drop a Siege Perilous. That actually, that, there could be something in that, though, because um, if you've got a like a Captain Marvel in the field that's giving everything plus one, plus one, or like that Wonder Woman that uh, when she attacks, she gives all the other attacking characters plus one, um, or your Barry Allen is the, is the other obvious <laughs> choice, isn't it? Um, of suddenly filling your field with a load of weenies straight out of your prep and use pile. Um, that you fielded for free. And it says immediately field. So would they get their when fielded effects? They would, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're being fielded. So uh, that's going to be chaos. Yeah, there's an agent brand that... Uh, uh, here it is. I've just just tapped it in. Uh, two cost fist. When fielded, two target character dice get plus one attack. So that's going to be a, a blinking timing nightmare. Yeah, it would. you'd have to pick your moment. Oh, if both sides have got loads of when fielded characters. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You, you, this one entirely relies on uh, you getting more use out of it than your opponent. So, And there's so many, like, when fielded, do damage to a character. Like, who's who's fielding what first? <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got a, a depth into the 44-page uh, the uh, super rule book to work that one out. That's stress-inducing, man. I, I never play in this card. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, there you go. There's a, chal- a gauntlet down uh, challenge to the listeners. Can you come up with a combo for Seize Perilous that would convince Andy to play this card? 2,000 awesome. words on my desk before the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. There is some stuff that empties prep areas, isn't there, though? What's the, what's the stuff that empties a prep area? Well, it would go into the use pile anyway, though, wouldn't it? So what's the point of that? You would just basically give it give it them one way or another. Yeah, that's a thinker, that one. That's a thinker. Okay, I've got no bright ideas coming up in the moment for that one. 
no bright ideas for that one. So we'll hand it over to the audience once again. Uh, and there we go. There's, there, that's uh, That brings us to the sixth and final uh, epic basic action of the new card type there. So uh, answers on a postcard, folks. Let us know what your brewing ideas have been around these ones. It doesn't matter if they're just crazy casual achievement unlock fun. Uh, we're, we're up for that as much as we are for anything else. So let us know. But exciting, nonetheless, to have a, a new card type in the game. Whoop, whoop. Epic. Epic. What could they do next? What could the next new card type be? Epic actions. <laughs> yeah, epic actions. Could they do anything with characters? Epic characters. <laughs> epic characters. <laughs> They're just uh, the cards that come with a matching Heroclix figure that you place on top. <laughs> <laughs> giant dice that you know each one to pick out <laughs> yeah. star wars destiny sized yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting to think what uh what the next potential card type on the list is although it's taken them years to come come up with this one this is the fourth card type in the game no fifth even characters actions basic basic actions yeah Epic basic like, actions. Epic basic actions. And, and of course, the psychic oh, card. Oh, yes. Rigorous training. Rigorous training. Yeah. So there we go. All right, folks. Well, uh, let us know. Yeah, get in touch. Let us know your thoughts uh, around the new card type, Epic basic action. What have you been brewing with them? Do you think they're a good idea? Do you think they're a bad idea? All that good stuff. Let us know. We'll revisit this uh, in the next episode. But I th- that's that's. Uh, I'm looking at the timing on the recording and the time on the clock. And that's a massive episode. So we'll wrap that one up there and move to the outro, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an epic end. Epic. 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 (laughs) 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 Hope you enjoyed listening as much as you enjoyed recording it. And we, every date is late yeah, now, though. It's, it is late, very late. We've run uh, over. So if anyone's around sitting about waiting for us to uh, start our game stream, you'll have found out that it's happening tomorrow for current us, but a day late for future you. Oh, that sounds like an epic basic action card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does, yeah. Um, so UK-based players, don't forget UK Games Expo. Go and seek out the information or drop me a line if you need any help with it. Uh, we'd love to get the numbers up. We we need, if, if you're planning on coming, get your game ticket bought. We've uh, the UK Games Expo um, tournament manager people are reaching. There's always this point. Uh, about a month out where table space and numbers and they start talking about table allocations and where they're going to seat you and stuff and that's when i start getting the headpack emails around because you know we're a smaller game comparable and we're at risk of getting table space taken off us or um you know just being surrounded by or invaded by or whatever digimon players or something so if you are planning on coming, booking sooner rather than later is better also whiskers are asking me about the numbers so please 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 Get your ticket bought in advance. Uh, the, the sooner the better, because it just really helps on that front. Uh, it just helps our little game stay alive uh, at these at these conventions. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it, isn't it? Keep an eye out on the YouTube. Some of those videos I mentioned I'd recorded that haven't been released yet will be getting released soon. Join our Discord. 
yeah, link in the description down below. It'd be great to get some more people chatting in there. Um, I'll tell that once a month. He does, yep. Yeah. Got my birthday wishes the other day. It was nice. Good, 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 good. Yep, yeah, many happy returns. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, right, okay then. Well, uh, I've been Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Bickle the Elf. <laughs> See you later, folks. Bye. And oh, I'm already knackered, and we're not even started yet. Oh no! Tell me about it. Accrington Stanley. Who are they? (laughs) That's a callback. (laughs) 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 